Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Steve Davis. He is an author of Undercurrents, a senior strategic advisor and interim director of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, a distinguished fellow at the World Economic Forum, and he's also a Stanford lecturer. Steve, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me today. It's my pleasure. So this is our, our second go to it because our first time we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but what most inspired me is that everyone seems like they want to make a difference. And you literally, when you're at this World Economic Forum, for our listeners who don't know, it's literally the, the premier platform network community of world leaders and heads of states that are making the change. And you work with Bill and Melinda Gates. So tell us the backstory of all this. How did you decide to perhaps make this difference at this scale? Well, I don't think I ever woke up and said, I'm going to do this, uh, be, be, the, the kind of work I'm doing. And my, in fact, my journey has been uh, one of uh, a lot of uh, jigs and jags from working. Uh, I grew up in Montana in a small uh, ranching community uh, and uh, ended up, uh, uh, you know, taking, leaving and heading in. It was a human rights activist at one point, did a lot of work in technology and the Internet at one point. But I've always kept very engaged on social issues, social change. I, I had a lot of inspiring uh, reasons as a kid, I think, to um, learn a lot about how our community worked. And my father and uncles and aunts were quite involved in politics. So love to kind of get into like, how do you actually change the world? And, and I've ended up spending a lot of my life uh, working on those issues. Yeah. And you shared a story about your, your aunt and how she impacted you. Can you share that story with our guests? Sure. I think the question that you had asked me is, you know, what, was there a moment in your childhood that, you know, was a good uh, a representation of this sort of curiosity that has propelled me to do a lot of different things, everything from, you know, work in China to jump into the Internet before anybody knew what it was. Um, and I remember a moment I was on a big lake in Montana where we had spent time and I had a very uh, lovely and uh, interesting aunt who uh, uh, always encouraged us to think bigger and think beyond the, the, the boundaries of Montana. And I remember it was the day that the men landed on the moon for the first time. And we were down at the lake and she literally unraveled a cord and a cable to bring the television down. So we could not miss the man on the moon on because we didn't want to get out of the lake. And to me, it was like, you know, making sure that curiosity and that uh, idea that we can achieve great things uh, wasn't lost on us as kids. Interesting. I'm really always fascinated by people's surroundings, whether you growing up in Montana, but also you being at Stanford. So I was watching an interview with Steve Jobs and he talked about how Stanford, which a lot of people may or may not know, it's essentially this great fertile soil of great minds. Even if Elon Musk went there and dropped out or Sergey Brim and Larry Page went there as well, or even the founder of Victoria's Secrets went there. So what do, what do you most love about Stanford and what do you hope, because not everyone's going to have the ability to work there as you and teach there, but what do you teach your students that we can learn from you about how to make a difference in the world? 
Yeah, well, no, Stanford's a great place. There are a lot of great universities, both public and private around the world, and, and Stanford's uh, one of them where there's a real culture of innovation, and it has, you know, by virtue of its history, and, and frankly, its uh, pocketbook has been able to attract a lot of really top people. And, of course, lo the location that its uh, main campus is in Silicon Valley is, is, not, uh, is not insignificant. But, um, you know, look, my, my goal at Stanford has been uh, to come in and to help support the, uh, the kind of innovation curriculum and particularly in social innovation, innovation that would have social impact. Um, and there is in, in that culture, both at Stanford and other big universities, there's a lot of focus on first stage uh, innovation, startups, uh, uh, new ideas, and, and they're amazing. And that's really important and a great thing for universities to do. Um, uh, so, you know, and that's what wins Nobel Prizes and wins MacArthur Genius Awards, of which there are a lot of around there. Um, but they're also, you know, there's an increasing focus on uh, well, what does this look like at the in the community? So there's now more and more programs for students to go and volunteer in, in East Palo Alto or East Harlem or Kinshasa or somewhere around the world. And those are great too, because they get more exposure to what, you know, where the rubber meets the road. But I come in with a, like the, the journey between the garage those great ideas and that last mile, whether it's in the US or in Africa, is a huge and complicated journey uh, of you know taking an idea, whether it's a product or a service, figuring out how to adapt it, get it approved, build it, build partnerships, figure out how you start creating demand, you know, ensuring you're getting all the endorsements, all that stuff. So I actually focus on how to scale up social innovation. And so how do we take great ideas for which that place is full of, but a lot of them actually never see the light of day or don't see it at scale. And how do we help support um, those innovators to get to scale? And how do you feel you learned that to understand how to scale different companies and whatnot? Yeah, well, I kind of joke, and actually, I just wrote a book uh, called Undercurrents, uh, and it's about some of the trends in um, in social activism and innovation, uh, and it's, uh, it's about uh, the subtitle is Sparking, uh, Channeling Outrage to Spark Practical Activism, and I would say my thesis is that it does uh, take a lot of practical activism. It's activism in its best sense of getting things done, being slightly disruptive sometimes, but it's not the scary type of, you know, corporate activism or street activism always that people uh, think about, but it's like doing those small, but, and sometimes pretty unsexy things. So, um, and so one of the big uh, themes in my teaching, as well as a chapter in the book is about navigating this unsexy middle, which is the, uh, you know, learning about, you know, kind of the slog of day-to-day of -day work on whether you're an accountant that you can then contribute by helping people figure out the finances or you're working on getting something approved by a regulator, et cetera. So I think, um, you know, a lot of this is about scaling up great ideas and can, and can take a lot of people's talent and time who may think of themselves not as activists, but think of themselves, hey, I'm just an accountant. And yet they can contribute in, in great ways. And I hope this will encourage them to do that. Hmm, that's great. Two last questions, Steve. One is, I love learning from great leaders. It's one thing to read a book or to watch an interview, but you have worked with Bill and Melinda Gates. If let's say Steve Jobs is known for his amazing simple design or Jeff Bezos loves about talking about customer obsession, what do you feel you learn most from, from, from Bill Gates? 
Yeah, no, I've been very lucky. Uh, Bill and I have been friends for a number of years. We've worked together on a whole lot of different things. Uh, with, with, with built a company together. Um, I'm, uh, you know, now overseeing their China program at the foundation just for a while. But um, so look, Bill's Bill's a very super talented and committed guy. And I guess the two things I would say um, that you know, I I I hope I can you know learn some from him. He's 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 the master. But one is. Just you know, really being a good listener and listening and assuming that I mean, people you know, he's certainly not short of ego, but he really does believe that he can learn from a lot of others all the time, and so and so he's just a brilliant synthesizer of information because he's learning and listening to others. So that's that's a great lesson. And then the other, you know, I I would say is uh, you know he spends a lot of time. Let's focus on where the, the log jams are. So we we tend to spend time, like let's, let's drill down into this problem area and see if we can solve it rather than spending most of our time celebrating successes, which we have had plenty of. And, and I think that just keeps me uh, and people around him pushing harder for better answers. That's awesome. Last question, Steve. Activism, again, not everyone might think of themselves as an activist, but what can we all do each day to have that activism in ourselves? What's a daily action we can all do each day? Yeah, I would say the thesis of my book, and I would argue is a, is a good daily practice, is to not be defeated by the headlines. Um, the focus of the book is to say, despite a lot of headlines, which can be quite negative or dis dis discouraging, the, you know, the world is actually getting better. The trend lines are actually quite impressive if you look at global trends on terms of mortality rates going down, uh, girls getting educated, you know, more agricultural productivity. There's just a lot of positive trends. So start every day, you know, with a view that it's not, you know, to almost put down the paper and remember that there is opportunity and uh, for a lot of to keep those trends going the right direction and therefore you know uh, have some optimism and with that optimism you can find a practical way to in whether it's your job or in your neighborhood or in your family um, or there's some national or global issue that you want to engage in and find your your small contribution but with the idea that it's going in the right direction awesome steve Thank you again for sharing your thoughts with our guests. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.